This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. We learned uh, this week Elon Musk is set to cut about 3,700 jobs at Twitter, representing about half of the company's staff. The push to slash cause comes a week after the Tesla CEO took control of the social media company following a completion of his $44 billion purchase of Twitter. Uh, Musk immediately fired, of course, Twitter CEO Prague Agarwal and many other uh, senior executives. Uh, Musk's analysts, some analysts are saying Musk has overpaid for Twitter by about $20 billion and that he's now forced uh, to cut between 30 to 50% of the company's employees. Uh, in its most recent quarter, Twitter lost $270 million and its revenue slipped as advertising growth uh, slowed and on Tuesday, Musk uh, tweeted a revamped verification process for Twitter users where anyone can get verified with a blue tick beside their account name as long as they're willing to pay $8 a month. Of course, there's been many other critics who say, look, there's a lot of even more negative stuff on, on Twitter now than there used to be. Uh, significant criticism of the way he's handled things the first week or so. So I thought it was time to call up our good friend Jesse Miller, who is a social media expert and founder of Mediated Reality, to walk us through in regards to what he's thinking and what he's seeing. Jesse, welcome. Chaz, as always, thank you for having me. So I know it's very early days, and, and it's you can't read too much into this stuff, but what are your thoughts so far in regards to his first few days as chief twit? Of Twitter. Okay, let's let's start with the purchase price. We know he overpaid. Uh, he was going to be held to that cost, no matter if he wanted to or not. And defaulting on the purchase was going to cost him more money. So he kind of grinned down and and, and took it. Like that's just the way he, he is, right? Um, they they saw Tesla stock drop. SpaceX still has really good contracts with NASA, so he felt like economically he was still in a good position to leverage his businesses. But this is Elon Musk. He walked into headquarters carrying a porcelain sink. <laughs> to let that sink in. Like, there's parts of this that are not really in the traditional space of what business looks like. So this is where all these employees feel very much like their days were numbered. Some opted out ahead of what would they perceive to be their own layoffs. But the reality of it is, those who are hanging on, and a lot, a lot of Twitter employees are saying, hey, where's leadership? And this leadership's just hanging on to their golden parachutes. You know, Musk pulls a ripcord on them. They walk away with millions of dollars. And, and the thing is, is that their shares will then get purchased back by the company. So in that, um, he's doing a lot, but it doesn't mean that Twitter is going anywhere better it might get significantly worse and at the end of the day i think a lot of the user base are just going to say this is this is not a space i want to be and you know are you a blue are you a blue checkmark guy do you, do you have a yes i didn't ask for it but they gave it to me yeah so whether you got it in your term of politics or you got it in your term of journalism i think interestingly enough we're going to see people say hey i'm fine with the blue check mark as long as my employer is paying for it we might see even politicians say hey once i get elected i need to be verified so let the taxpayer pay for it but when it comes down to it the eight bucks a month is a verification process for those who can spend eight dollars and so what i prefer here is that we see widespread verification using technologies we already have in place and that twitter become a better place for public discourse which is ideally what musk was kind of aiming for right you wanted to see the public square open up can he actually fix this i mean it, it beyond just twitter for a second facebook has its challenges each, each social media 
uh, uh, outlet has its challenges. Um, but can he fix Twitter? Because there is, you know, you got the bots, you've got, uh, you know, national governments that have the these farms that uh, uh, feed misinformation. You think Russia, you think China, you think many other uh, uh, nations. How does one company fix all of that? It doesn't. Uh, you know, that's the hard part here. Twitter actually found its success in being an open open platform for anybody in the world to get onto. And so when we saw, um, you know, individuals fighting against governments and using Twitter as a platform to kind of circumvent state control of language, that's where Twitter had its heyday. And so over the past 10 years, when we've seen the rise of uh, politicians using this in a positive way, I mean, Barack Obama used Facebook and Twitter to get himself into a position of election. And the reality of it is when he was reelected in 2012, Mitt Romney tried to catch up and be cool on Twitter, and it fell horribly for him. The difference for 2016 was that Donald Trump was already a seasoned Twitter user where he would use the platform to bully or malign individuals, and he found a base that was comfortable with that. And so here's where Twitter right now has to decide, how does it want to operate? Is it going to be tiers where public service uh, agencies like police or fire don't have to pay, and that's kind of what we want for the societal good of communications? Do we see entertainment individuals only get verified because what they are doing as part of their brand. But I would like to see a verification process where individuals can just say something as simple as, you know, here's who I am. I'm putting my, my real name down here, put in some kind of verification so- software with AI facial recognition. We see that a lot with dating apps. Mm-hmm. And that way you can at least be a legitimate human being on the platform and we can run a minimal risk when it comes to people sharing information and then holding people accountable. But like to your point, the Facebook and Snapchat and Instagram stuff, I think a lot of people are just kind of getting tired of it. And these companies are looking for ways to pivot to make more money. Uh, final question. I, I'm taking a bit of a, a right turn here. I just want to talk about talk about TikTok just for a moment. Yesterday, um, a member of the uh, FCC had mentioned that uh, the only way to deal with TikTok, because ultimately it's a company based in China, and any company based in China is ultimately answerable to the Communist Party of China. Uh, And every time anybody signs up for TikTok in Canada, the US, that is information technically that the Chinese government could have access to. Uh, And they've talked about potentially banning TikTok. I know countries like India have banned TikTok. Uh, Do you see that coming one day where where the US and potentially even Canada Canada says, you know what, this is a national security challenge for us. Our citizens are giving up information, and we're just going to ban it. Yes, well, India banned in 2020, and obviously a billion people in that country who want to get on TikTok still find ways of doing that through VPNs. There's not a lot of enforcement in that space. Mm -hmm. But just as a note, for Canadian listeners, we always kind of align ourselves with these American values of, you know, the states collecting data on you, we're going to protect you. Any Canadian who has a Facebook account or Instagram account, your information is as equally subjected to Homeland, Homeland Security looking at what you do. So if you go to the United States and you travel through YVR and you declare that you're going down to see family for a week, they have the ability to look at what you actually wrote on Facebook. And if you wrote, hey, go to work with my family down at the family bakery in San Francisco, guess what? Just because you told your family doesn't mean that you're telling the truth to Homeland Security as you enter the country. So anything here with this kind of rhetoric of like protecting information, it's just the United States getting really upset that another country is able to collect data from people and that they're not ahead of the cart when it comes to the cool social media platform. Mm. Well, it's a very interesting time, and uh, it's only week one with uh, with uh, Elon Musk. I can only imagine what a month is going to be like. Jesse, thank you so much, my friend. Thanks a lot, Jazz, as always.